The PCA, the Presbyterian Church in America, is comprised of various committees and agencies. One of them, Mission to North America, MNA, is tasked with the church's extension in U.S. and Canada. Now, for most people, that means church planting, beginning new works. Well, that is certainly a critical component of church extension, and yet there is so much more. There are some two dozen ministries that are integral to the MNA's purpose of cultivating kingdom advancement through the PCA in North America. What may seem to some a disparate group of isolated works, these various ministries are how churches are planted, how they can grow, and how they are to reproduce. These ministries are key to church health as vitality is enhanced as these ministries are engaged. Coordinating these ministries is the job of the Ministry Engagement Director, Mark Casson, and we'll be talking with him today on Growing Together. Hello, and welcome to Growing Together, a podcast where we discuss all things related to church planting and vitality in the Presbyterian Church in America. I'm Chris Vogel, the Church Planting and Vitality Coordinator for Mission to North America. This podcast exists to cultivate kingdom advancement in the PCA by connecting leaders, increasing awareness of the work being done, and promoting growth through discussions on church planting and vitality. Join us today as we grow together. Joining us today is Mark Casson, MA uh, Ministry Engagement Director. He is a husband, father, businessman, author, and church elder. Mark previously served as MA's Metanoia Prison Ministries Director from 2010 to 2023. Mark and his wife, Raylene, have two daughters living in Chattanooga, where Mark also serves as a ruling elder at First Presbyterian Church in Chattanooga. Well, welcome, Mark. Hey, thank you, Chris. Good to be here with you. Yeah, Mark, you've, you've been serving MA for some time now, but your, your role has changed. So talk about Metanoia and your transition to the new role. Sure. Uh, Metanoia Prison Ministries, um, we were the or we are the prison ministry of Mission North America. Um, and I served as the executive director of that ministry for those 13 years. And now I have moved into a new role on September 1st. I'm the ministry engagement director um, with MA. Mm-hmm. So ministry engagement, uh, what does that mean? Um, are, you're not a matchmaker, you know, kind of a, a setting up couples or anything like that for, for ministry. That, that's a whole different kind of role, I think. No, uh, my job is probably threefold. Um, in the first sense, I'm coming alongside uh, the directors and coordinators of Mission North America Ministries mm-hmm. and just helping them with their planning, with um, coming in alignment with MA's goals and vision. Mm-hmm. Um, in some cases, I'm uh, uh, just working with them in, in setting goals or budgeting, things like that. Yeah. Um, my second job is to visit pastors, presbyteries, um, elders and talk to them about their churches. What what type of ministries could their church use? What is the um, character of their church? What what are the gifts and talents of their church, and and how can we plug them into ministry? And then thirdly, I'm I'm here to engage the church with a capital C mm. in ministry. How how do how do we get our people 
using their gifts and talents uh, for the kingdom expansion. Yeah. Now, th th this is a new role in M&A. It did not exist before. Uh, so you're you're kind of plowing some some new ground here. Uh, what kind of you, you described what it's that it is that you're doing? But why do we need this 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 new role? What's the benefit for churches and presbyteries to have someone in this position? Well, in in one sense, uh, one of the benefits is that I am, if you will the promoter of the mm. ministries of Mission North America. We have been reactionary in the past when someone, uh, many of the ministries, when someone calls, then we answer the call. But uh, there are many pastors and elders within the Presbyterian Church in America who don't know that we have a ESL ministry nationally mm -hmm. or that, that, that we could help them set up prison ministry in their church. So um, just promoting MA, I think it's very important so that our pastors know what things are available to them to help them in their local context. Um, also, uh, uh, um, having experience of directing one of the ministries and, and watching it grow mm -hmm. uh, um, to serve the church at large and to be involved, Metanoia is involved in all uh, of the presbyteries of the PCA. Currently, we have volunteers in those presbyteries. I want to help some of the other ministries grow as well, not for the sake of growth, but for the sake of serving the church mm. um, so that, that that they can be present in those presbyteries as well. Yeah. And in, in many ways, uh, would you not say this is an outgrowth of, of what we've been saying, especially this year, one church, one mission, it takes all of us. How is, how is the role you have? And then specifically with, with all of these various ministries, uh, being able to better communicate, it takes all of us. I think because who are the when we ask, when we ask the question, who are the all of us? Um, there are multiple answers. There are the all of us of presbyteries. Mm -hmm. There are the all of us of churches, yeah. and then there are the all of us who are sitting in the pews of those churches who are right. members of those presbyteries. And so, uh, part of my job and part of my delight is to help these individuals and churches find out. What is their role in it takes all of us? If it does take all of us, well, that means I've got something God wants me to do to help the PCA achieve its vision. Mm. And so uh, um, helping them coming alongside and helping people figure that out is going to be a great joy. Yeah. So, you know, so we're talking about these these ministries um, and getting them to be, um, you know, used and, and useful in our various churches and presbyteries. Uh, so what are the ministries that you are engaging? Uh, it's a quite an ex extensive list. And as you said, a, a lot of churches don't know that they, some of these even exist. Sure. And I, I'm not putting these out in any order of, of uh, or anything, but. Oh, you're um, not starting with your, with your favorite then. No, oh, actually okay. they're, they're okay. midway down. <laughs> so, uh, um, so we have a national disaster response ministry. Mm -hmm. um, we have short-term mission ministry, a second career ministry for people who are retired from the vocation. Mm. There's something God wants them to do. There's Metanoia prison ministries, a national prison ministry, English as a second language ministry. Um, we have engaging disability with the gospel. Uh, we have a national mercy ministry, come alongside churches and help them uh, love their neighbors well in their community. Immigrant and Refugee Ministries, Leadership and Ministry Preparation, LAMP, um, helps pastors set up seminaries in, in their own church. 
Um, we have a ministry to states praying with mm. our elected officials and praying with them and for them. Um, we have a chaplain's ministry that uh, endorses chaplains. It's mm -hmm. the part of the Presbyterian Forum Chaplains Commission. And then we have Bent Tree Ministry, which is a ministry to pastors to help provide them and help them along their way. So yeah. those are the 12 ministries uh, that I'm working with. Okay. Now, all told, there's, I think, uh, 23 total. Then what are the other ones uh, fit in in that whole um, those other ministries are the ethnic ministry, mm -hmm. uh, ethnic minority ministries. And so there is um, Haitian ministries, a coordinator. There are a Korean language. Mm -hmm. uh, there are Korean American language a coordinator, Hispanic coordinator, Portuguese speaking coordinator, okay. African American ministries. Um, I'm sure there are a couple I'm missing right now. Yeah. Uh, I no, can't. That's I, right. Yeah, no, there's quite a number. So, but what's what's helpful there is your you, those ones, the ethnic minority ministries, um, in in the Lord's timing and uh, Lord willing, very soon we'll have a a director overseeing the cross cultural uh, ministries uh, that that would comprise those. You're focusing on on the what we're calling the ministry engagement, which crosses a lot of those those ethnic lines, ethnic minority lines as well, but here specifically in in that sense now how did these ministries get started um you know and tell us that you don't have to go into all the specifics you can even talk from your own experience in the context of metanoia mm -hmm. as an example sure i i think i'm an ordinary example of of how someone started we um, metanoia was a, a 501c3 prison ministry very small before we joined with mna and i came mm -hmm. on staff um but Oftentimes, it starts with a person who has a passion about a particular area of ministry. Yeah. And uh, um, in God's providence, they get connected to Mission North America, and they fulfill the role and develop the ministry under Mission North America. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, Pat Hatch, for example, um, she had a career working with immigrants and mm -hmm. refugees in, in the world sector and then came with M&A. Um, I don't know, a dozen or so, 12 years ago, mm -hmm. something like that. So um, just in, in that way, uh, she's very passionate about that. Uh, um, and so I think just there's there sometimes is a, a natural um, infusion of, mm. of people with ministry um, in, in Mission North America saying, hey, we'd love to have that nationally. Right, right. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that people often, you know, they hear of the ministries, they hear of them in, in isolation, you know, this ministry versus or just that ministry. What What is some of the uh, cohesiveness that binds them together or, or some of the commonalities that as people think of M&A and our task being for church extension? How do they fit into that whole, whole process? Well, I think that um, our scriptures teach us that um, our churches should be word and deed focused. Mm -hmm. We we aren't just uh, um, training our people so that they're knowledgeable. We, we're training our people so that they take their knowledge and put it into practice. Mm -hmm. And Mission in North America gives them the opportunity. Um, there are people sitting in churches right now who uh, would love to do ESL ministry. They just don't know how. Well, M&A mm -hmm. gives them the vehicle in which to do that. They don't have to reinvent the wheel. Right. Um, they can contact the, the director and go there. And so uh, um, it's a it's a, actually a perfect fit because what M&A 
our vision is is to plant to, not to just plant churches but to plant vital healthy churches mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and those vital healthy churches um, are going to want their people engaged in ministry and so we have those ministries ready to go um, where people can serve yeah yeah I know I know uh, for me through the years people have said uh, that MA should be about one thing church planting and even on the side will have said you know these other ministries are taking up space and time and and I know my response to that what what how would you respond to that? Um, my response would be that church planting is an important part of what MA does, mm-hmm. but it's not the only part. Uh, mm-hmm. um, again, planting unhealthy churches is not going to be a good thing. Right. And, and so, uh, and, and, and asking church planters to figure out how to, how to do ministries on their own mm. they're busy enough in planting mm-hmm. the church so MA can come alongside with other ministries uh, um if a, if a church planter is planting a church near a prison i can come alongside and help them uh metanoia can help them figure out how they can be involved in that in that prison right uh, um very easily rather than them having to take the time and energy themselves to do it yeah well so, no, that's that sounds sounds great and i'll kind of uh in a snarky way ask a question so you can answer it but, you know, man, as a church planner, my budget is tight. I, I can't afford to bring in metanoia to, to do the work. I just going to have to do it myself. Well, um, I mean, my, my, my budget, I mean, what's it going to cost me to bring ESL in to, to train, train my people? It depends on each of the ministries. Yeah. Um, oftentimes, uh, we would want you to pay a, a transportation to get there. And, yeah, right. Uh, um, in some cases, you give a stipend. Um, when I raised my budget with Metanoia, I raised mm-hmm. the travel budget so that I never uh, had to ask a church to right. uh, uh, give anything unless they wanted to. So, mm-hmm. uh, um, but yes, these these things are available. Oftentimes, things can get done through phone calls, and, and, right. and in some cases, trainings can occur on online with Zoom mm-hmm. or other uh, means. Yeah. So, um, the services are there. Right. And, and, and the other side of it, I, I would say, is that. Oftentimes we do think in terms of budgets mm-hmm. and, and God is bigger than budgets. Mm. Uh, um, you know, when, when the apostle Paul was doing ministry in the book of Acts, um, there were times when he had to, to tent make, to do things uh, um, for money. But at the end of the day, God always provided one way yeah. or the other. There was always provision that the ministry was never, well, we can't go here or do this because we don't have the money. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, um, cast the vision, and God will provide everything mm-hmm. you need for the, to, to follow. So, yeah, no, I believe no. that firmly. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I, one of the things I always kind of go back to when I think of these various ministries that if you're either planting a church or you want to see your church engage your community, which I would hope all of us would want our churches to do that, that these ministries are the the means by which we can do it. They're they're not a an you know, an add-on or, oh yeah, maybe just do this. These are our mechanisms of outreach, of evangelism, of, of engagement, of serving the communities in, w- in which we live. And it's a, it's a great opportunity. So always trying to encourage um, pastors, planters, you know, church members, don't look at these as something extra. Look at, look at them as perhaps very much the core of what, who we are and what we're called to be and to do, to do. To use the old phrase, the warp and the woof of the of who we are, the fabric mm. of a church, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's my understanding that in the last decade or so, 
um, probably on average 30 to 40 PCA churches closed mm. each mm-hmm. year. Uh, um, I, I don't know exact yeah. numbers, but um, I want to, I, I would lo- love to know how many of those church closures were churches that really were not engaged in mm. ministry in their local communities that, yeah. that they, you know, people are drawn to the Christian faith in action. Mm-hmm. They, they come in, they hear sound preaching, which I know our churches have, but they want, they want to be involved in the body of Christ doing the ministry of the church. And they want to do it as a church, not just as an individual church member. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think if, planters want to see churches grow um they will engage in ministry not once they're up and particularized but from the very beginning they right. will take an assessment of their community mm-hmm. and see what they can do what, yeah. what, and what gifts do their groups have their people exactly yeah that, and you know for my role church planting and vitality uh, for me the the ministries of MA are the the means in which vitality can be can be achieved or or sought it's moving in that right, right direction. I mean, he has a mission, and it's stated uh, to provide expertise with excellence to all PCA churches, presbyteries, and networks in North America by offering a suite of practical ministry resources, training, equipping, and assisting in missional purpose, serving communities to advance God's kingdom. So, maybe could you give some examples, some other examples of how these ministries can fit into this whole mission of of MNA. Sure. I think um, the training, equipping, assisting in missional purpose is exactly what these ministries do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do so in their particular field of expertise. Yeah. Um, I can remember in just a few years ago in 2020, a tornado ripped through uh, Chattanooga on Easter Monday morning, mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. And so uh, immediately call the next day, call MA disaster response. How can we serve? And mm-hmm. so they came with sheds of hope and showed us how to assemble them. We assembled them and yeah. managed them here locally uh, within the presbytery. Um, that's just one example, but uh, um, well, just they the trained effort. us, they equipped yeah. us, they gave us everything we needed to do. And, and, and that's a fascinating story. I know there's a, a multiply video on that because disaster response came in, but part of that tornado uh, went through and kind of in many ways revealed a trailer park that uh, that was right in the area where Benji Slayton was planting a church, mm-hmm. Grace and Peace in Ottawa. And along th- with that, then uh, refugees and immigrants and ESL was an opportunity. They hadn't seen or recognized that at first. Um, and so in the context of multiple opportunities come up in, in so many yeah, ways. Several of us, including some members of that church plants with Benji, went into that trailer park and helped mm-hmm. at our own expense because these people were taken advantage of. They thought right. that they had insurance on these uh, trailers that they, that wasn't mm-hmm. really there. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they had no means to put the roof back on or to, to fix their walls. And so yeah. um, several of us spent a couple of weeks laboring there amongst them. Um, and, and then you're right, there, there was the opportunity to bring these people in um, and, and do things with immigrant and refugee and uh, ESL, I think. So right. uh, one, one, the, the one ministry of the, or the, the issue of the disaster led to multiple ministries kind of working together for M&A. So. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that, that's great. Um, 
You know, one of the things we've been talking about a lot is that the next 10 years that m wants to facilitate the multiplication of PCA churches in U.S. and Canada, going from 1,932 to 3,000. How do these ministries play into that vision? What's what, what are some of the things we're looking for in order to achieve that, that vision? Well, we, we want to have the ministries engaged in every presbytery. Mm. Uh, we want to do that by 2026 to have a presence there. And and that might look different for one ministry than for another. And, and right. for the chaplain's ministry, it may be is uh, their engagement in a presbytery may be having prayer supporters there mm -hmm. um, for prison ministry disaster response or esl it might be having churches actively engaged in the particular ministry there so it can look different for each ministry but we do want to have that and at the presbytery level we want to be able to uh, um, come alongside the new church plants and, mm -hmm. and the existing churches mm -hmm. and help them engage their communities here in north america uh, um, many churches have huge missions budgets where they send much money to uh, uh, all over the world for global mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. works going on, but then almost to the neglect of their own area. They they aren't thinking about what's right around their church. Right. And so we want to help them. We want to uh, develop assessment tools to help them assess the uh, the gifts and talents of their congregation, what, they're, mm -hmm. what they love to do as a people. Uh, corporately, and then how can they plug in and, and, and engage the community using the ministries of MNA? Oh, great. So then, uh, tell me what uh, what what church can benefit from the MNA ministries? All of them except for three. Okay. All right. So we won't <laughs> worry about those three. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, yeah. If you so, I was I was in a smaller church, well, a decent sized church, I guess, in the middle of Iowa. Mm -hmm this past weekend and as we looked around the, the town that the church is in is about uh 700 people um there aren't very many if any uh, um, permanent people who speak a foreign language yeah so that's probably not the best place to start esl mm -hmm. right but there are other m a ministries such as disaster response or second career or um, i noticed there was an autistic boy there so perhaps engaging disability with the gospel there there are multiple ministries um, of m a that could affect and help that church in the yeah. middle of iowa right. but also the, the church that's in downtown chattanooga um that is you know a thousand members that that church can be helped mm -hmm. uh, by m a b Every church, in essence, can can use the ministries of MA to advance their mission of the church right. in their lo local context. Yeah, so it's not like your church needs to be a certain size before you can benefit. You can benefit it, so you can continue to reach a community in, in the Lord's time and grow. Or, well, my church is so huge, we, we could do all this ourselves. We don't need any outside help. Um, yeah, there are some churches that are like that in in praise the lord maybe they'll see the difference maybe they won't but um i do think that uh you know metanoia prison ministries when we started mm -hmm. uh we started at a two small churches in essence one in fresno california and one in lincoln to north carolina and mm. both were fewer than 50 members at the yeah. time, maybe 60 members at the time the ministry started um and yet people in those churches engaged in the prison ministry uh, of metanoia so yeah a small church uh, um, can can engage, but 
there are churches that think that all ministry should be local church run. There should, you know, we don't need these other things. Right. And and they do do ministry. I, I know churches where they do their own prison ministry that mm-hmm. never engage with metanoia. Praise the Lord. He's doing his work. But yeah. by and large, M&A is a denominational organization that yeah. wants to help churches. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and with these ministries, it's not as though they they're hiring the ministry to come in and do the work. So it can be just to even encourage a church to be thinking about it. So even Metanoia talking to a church that has their own prison ministry, it can be beneficial to hear what Metanoia does and to encourage other members to engage. Part of the thing that also amazes me with these ministries is they're often not, in a, I mean, this is the best sense, they're not being run and done by the pastor or the pastoral staff. It's the members that do it. So like in Metanoia, uh, you know, those are involved in the correspondence. Who who, who are they? They're, aren't they normally just the men and women in, in the congregation that take their time to do it? It's not a, the church isn't setting it up and running it. Sure. The, the, the individual church members are involved as well as uh, in in the in-person mentoring ministry. Now, yes, mm-hmm. there are pastors of churches yeah. who do engage, right? Um, right. Thankfully, uh, yeah. but by and large, are, they're lay people who are are volunteers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the same is true with disaster response. I think right. the same is true with ESL ministry. Uh, um, the people who go and start, you know, people think I have to be a teacher to mm-hmm. do ESL ministry. You don't. You just have to love Jesus. Yeah. And, the curriculum takes care of itself and mm-hmm. you teach what the curriculum is. And and next thing you know, uh, people are coming to Christ uh, through this evangelistic mm-hmm. outreach that right. we call ESL. Yeah, no, no, that, <laughs> so. is, that is great. Well, so in, in 10 years from now, what do you want to see happen with MNA and these, these ministries? What, what's your, what, what are you praying towards? I, I'm praying that we as a denomination will be rejoicing that we planted more uh, churches than we expected Mm. and that they are vital churches, that the denomination has grown in both people, but also in ministry, that we Mm -hmm. have grown in the way that we are serving our communities. The the scripture says they will know you are Christians by your love. And M&A comes alongside churches and we help them love their neighbor well in whatever mm-hmm. way they need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, that looks different in every context of, of a church, but that's the whole goal is for us to demonstrate the love of Jesus to our neighbor in these various ways. Yeah, no, that is great. Yeah. As we have been saying, if it's one church, one mission, it takes all of us. These ministries are the means by which we can see that happen. And for all of us to be engaging, working with one another to reach those around all around us and it's only really in that sense that we will be able to continue to grow together and so thank you mark for joining us on growing together and we'd be able to uh, see and watch what's going to happen with these various ministries and the work that you're going to do there thank you thank you so much for for your time today with us mark thanks for having me chris good to be on thanks for tuning into this episode of growing together We hope you found the discussion informative and engaging. If you want to stay up to date on all things related to church planting and vitality in the PCA, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. We'd also love to hear your thoughts, so please leave us a rating and review. Help us spread the word by recommending the podcast to other brothers and sisters in the PCA. To stay in the loop and receive updates, visit 
pcamna.org slash growing dash together and join our email list. And don't forget to follow us at Mission to North America on Facebook, at PCAMNA on Twitter, and at MNAPCA on Instagram for even more content. Thanks for being a part of the Growing Together community. We'll see you in the next episode.